Critical Element Pathways for Infection Prevention, a conversation with Cindy Wandling. This episode included a visual PowerPoint presentation. To view a recorded version of this episode, visit the link in the description of this podcast. Good afternoon and welcome to our series of webinars focused on bringing you information about COVID-19-related topics. The information in these weekly webinars is geared toward long-term care and skilled nursing facilities, but we encourage everyone who is interested to attend. Today, we will be discussing the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services Critical Element Pathways for Infection Prevention. My name is Kathy Caudill. I'm a communications specialist with Quality Insights, and I would like to introduce our guest today, Cindy Wandling. Cindy began her nursing career in 1982 as a certified nursing assistant at a long-term care psychiatric center. Since becoming a registered nurse, she has covered a multitude of specialties, but eventually returned to her first love, the long-term care population. She has served as director of nursing, clinical consultant, director of clinical operations, and VP of clinical quality and operations. In recent years, her specialty has been regulatory compliance, overseeing 60 facilities covering six states. Cindy joined Quality Insights in July of this year, continuing her long goal to ensure long-term care populations receive the best possible care. Cindy, welcome, and thank you for joining us again today. Hi, thanks, Kathy. And as, as Kathy said, this is an overview. My passion is truly to make sure that our patients and our staff and you receive the best possible care you can in the setting that you're in. And it's it's pretty tough. Um, we've all survived thus far the round of COVID and we continue to battle that every day. So today's topic is the um, critical element pathway of the infection prevention control and immunization section. You all know that we're currently living with our feet in, in two different spots right now. We're preparing for 1024 where the regulatory updates will, will come into effect. And we're also, if you're in your survey window, dealing with the current critical element pathway. So this is a quick overview of the purpose, and we'll get into the objectives here. So the objectives for today is just to understand the importance, recognize the importance of the infection prevention uh, control and, and immunization critical element pathway. It truly does uh, impact the care that we deliver and the outcome of our patients. And that's something we want to focus on. Also understand the purpose of the CE and its elements and understand the benefit of promoting CE for an effective infection prevention. Uh, and by doing so, we decrease our um, facility inquired infections and we improve the resident's quality of life by preventing avoidable hospitalizations and emergency department visits. So let's talk about why it's important. Um, why is a critical element pathway so important? It keeps us on the path of doing the right thing at the right time for the right reasons. So when we look at our infection preventions, according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, it is estimated that one to three million serious infections occur every year in nursing homes, um, skilled nursing facilities, and assisted living facilities. Why are we using uh, pneumonia as an example? Because according to the CDC, the causes, the most common causes of viral pneumonia in the United States are the influenza virus, the respiratory um, RSV, and then COVID. So when you think about those and the opportunity to stay on your immunization processes in your center, here's a big green vaccinate. And you know, we always encourage that at Quality Insights. 
This is additional information that you can use from an article written actually prior to COVID that goes over the primary causes in, um, of pneumonia, the fact that they're the most serious and the most common infections that occur in our nursing homes, that they're second most common among nursing home patients, and that pneumonia is also the reason for transfer for individuals from a nursing home to a hospital. And this article also goes on to describe the other contributing factors that our population is at risk for, for the development of pneumonia. So let's talk about what is a CE. This was really hard to find. I told Kathy prior to that I'm always looking for credible sources to explain to me what is a CE. Uh, and my peers in the nursing home group could probably do this better than myself. But essentially, it's a management plan. It's a step-by-step -step management plan. So the critical element pathways that we have access to uh, through CMS and the websites we're going to go over are actually the same tools that the surveyors use when they come to your center to conduct their surveys, either uh, annual or a complaint or infection control survey. And it tells them, it leads them down the path. So it is exactly what it says it is. So I said earlier, we're really working with, with one foot in now, today, now. And then we're preparing for October 24th, where we'll be in our revised long-term care surveyor guidance. So here on this page, we put links you can see in the first two bullet points. If you were to be surveyed, if your survey window is tomorrow, you would want to look at the critical element pathway that can be found on the um, CMS website today. If you're preparing for your survey window in November, you'll want to go to this link after the 24th. But if you're not aware, the advanced critical element pathways are located on this link, revised long-term care surveyor guidance, the revision for surveyors, and it was a result of QSO 2219. So that's a lot of information on one page. And again, we included the links um, so you could look at both. The 1024-22 is 19 pages in comparison to the length today, which is 17 pages, so they have added some. And we're going to go through each element that the critical element pathway covers. Um, this guides your surveyors from one tag to the other. And it's really important to know that, and it's really important to familiarize yourself to these pathways. So we're all very familiar, prior to COVID, we're very familiar with 880. Uh, there are some minimal changes in that in the upcoming element pathway, but it contains and covers, and 880 covers your standard transmission-based precautions, your resident care for COVID-19-related uh, concerns, infection prevention control practices, that includes your policies, your practices, are they based on national standards, and are they reviewed at least annually? Infection surveillance is covered in 880. Visitor information, that includes when not to visit or precautions are to be used when visiting. Laundry handling is also an 880. And an ad, uh, October 24th, is water management. So what else is covered in this critical element pathway? Quite a bit. 881, your antibiotic stewardship program. 882, your infection preventionist qualifications and role. 883, immunizations, um, influenza and pneumococcal. 885 is your COVID-19 reporting of residents, to residents, I'm sorry, their representatives and their families. 886 is testing of staff and residents. 887 is COVID-19 immunizations. And 888 are your policies and procedures. 
So you can see there's quite a bit of material covered in this one critical element pathway. It's also important to note that in this critical element pathway, your guidance given to the surveyors will lead them from one tag to another. So in this particular CE, it explains to the surveyors that if there's a glitch in your antibiotic stewardship program, go ahead and look at unnecessary med medication reviews. And it will tell them exactly where they need to go, what they need to look at. And also if there's a deficient practice found there, it can be cited under F757. So a lot of information, a lot of materials to consider with these critical element pathways. Um, somebody correct me if I'm wrong, back in the day when these all rolled out, there were 44. I didn't count uh, to see actually how many existed today. But if you're not familiar with the critical element pathways, it is important to note for every piece of your survey process, there is a critical element pathway. They're wonderful to use in your quality programs. So with that said, I wanna talk just a minute about how you can affect change using these pathways, okay? So as a team, the first thing you would want to sit down and consider would be how effective is our current process in infection prevention and control? So even before starting a critical element pathway, sit down with your team and talk about what are in-house acquired, what do our copy notes say? What are we finding in our rounding? What are we finding in the monitors and the audits that we conduct routinely, particularly throughout COVID? Great, if you have a wonderful sustainable plan, that's great. Now go on and consider all the categories that we discussed in 881 through 888. Are they all in place? Do you have the data to support the fact that you don't have any deficiencies or issues in your center? So those are things to decide, okay, we may have an issue and I want to see if we're compliant with everything in this critical element pathway. You can move on and conduct one in your center. So if it's no sustainability or you feel as a team, as a clinical team, uh, leadership team in your center that you want to conduct this to see if you've missed anything along the way, it's great to get started. But you'll notice one of the first bullets is choose several members from your subcommittee because if you've never done one, critical element pathways are very time consuming, very. Um, and that's if you know how to work your way through one. Someone trying to do this for the first time, it's gonna take a little bit longer. But we talked about all the different elements. It doesn't always have to be a clinical person. It certainly cannot always be your infection preventionist. Um, it should be a larger group taking smaller bites of the elephant. So consider that also by having more than one person do it, you're moving that or moving that uh, unintentional bias from the evaluation. So um, then compile your data and look at the areas in which different reviewers found different things and collaborate as a team, determine and prioritize that. So in determining your reason for your discrepancies, was it a shift that was monitored? Was it a unit? Was it staff? Once you pull all these things together, prioritize your areas and determine where's your highest risk for your resident population. Then you go on to a root cause analysis. And one thing that's really important to remember when you do a root cause analysis on any one issue, it's not a job performance review. It's always about your process. It's not about your person because what you're trying to define is where is the gap in our process and how can we fix that? So keep that in mind when you proceed to do your um, root cause analysis. Once that completed, obviously we're going through some whopping really quick. 
you want to do your plan, do, study, act. Then when you completed that plan, do, study, act, implement that. You may have more than one, actually, that you want to do. But again, manage it in pieces that you can handle with the staffing you have and the center that you have with the patients and the residents that you have. So when you do that and you've implemented a process, you want to continue your audit process until you're sure that it's changed in your center's culture. Not just we're good for three months, now we don't have to audit anymore. You want to make sure that it's a culture change in your building that's sustainable, that provides you the best possible outcomes. Cindy, thanks for joining us again. Thanks, Kathy. If you want to contact Cindy directly, you can reach her at 1-800-642-8686 and enter extension 3235. You can also email her at cwandling at qualityinsights.org. That's C-W-A-N-D-L-I-N-G at qualityinsights.org. You can check out our other interviews by visiting qualityinsights.org slash QIN slash multimedia.